0: If you're looking for a podcast on navigating the difficult relationship, whether that's with your partner, a friend, or one of those relatives, the one that you really don't want to see at family reunions, then go ahead and check out my other podcast over at loveandabuse.com. Welcome to the Overwhelmed Brain, where you'll learn to make decisions that are right for you so that you can create the life you want now. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Paul Coliani, and I'm here to help you learn to deal with difficult people and tackle life's challenges without compromising who you are. This show consists of my personal opinions and is meant for informational purposes only. Always seek a professional for your mental health and well-being. Great to have you here. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this show. I'm going to get right into today's topic. Actually, uh, before I do that, I want to thank Lisa for being excited about this episode. In the Overwhelmed Brain Empowerment Group on Facebook, she said, a new episode's coming. I'm so excited. And so uh, I'm, I'm under pressure now to create a great episode, so thanks. <laughs> no, I'm going to do what I do all the time for the last 10 years and just do my best. And that's all you can ever do. Just do your best. And hopefully people appreciate it. And those that don't probably don't matter anyway. So, thank you for tuning in and uh, today's topic, or at least one of today's topic, we'll see what happens, is about somebody who has family issues. She wrote in the Overwhelmed Brain Empowerment Group about an issue she has with her sister and her parents and her stepmom and a lot of things going on, but um, the, the real dilemma she has is that she's done a lot of healing, that's not the dilemma, but she's done a lot of healing around boundaries and having boundaries and honoring them. And uh, she said, you know, I'm sick of being the bigger person. Why do I always have to be the bigger person all the time? And I'm putting words in her mouth, but this is the gist of it. Why do I have to be the bigger person and apologize? Why do I have to be the bigger person and try to patch things up? Why can't I just do what I do and have other people come to me when they're ready or whatever? Again, I'm putting words in her mouth and paraphrasing. But that was the gist of what I got with all the challenges she was having. And mainly it was with her sister. And the problem has been and is the fact that her sister says that she hasn't tried to patch things up, you know, telling the person who wrote the post and uh, she's just not trying to make things work. And every time she calls, it's always about her being the victim and her in pain. And so there was a lot of misunderstandings I guess you could say like the person who posted her sister misunderstood a lot of things and apparently still had anger still had upset from a long time ago and the person who posted thought she had already patched all this stuff up and now it's coming up again because now that the person who posted is getting married and she wants to celebrate the marriage and and get to know her sister again or get to connect with her sister again and her husband it's just not going well because her sister is now bringing up the past again and the past isn't patched up for her. And so the person who posted said, you know, I've tried, I've tried everything. I've I've tried to reach out. I've connected with her. I'm constantly reaching out and trying to make sure that we're we have a good relationship and maintain that good relationship. And I thought it was going well, but it apparently hasn't been going well because my sister now brings this stuff up and says, well, this is still a problem and I don't really trust you enough. So I don't really want to connect with you or have you come out here and let's all go do something together because I just don't feel like we're connecting. And so to the person who posted uh, on Facebook, she said, I don't even know what to say. What do I do? I'm, um, You know, some people are telling me I should apologize to my sister again, acquiesce. And say okay you know I'm sorry can we just move forward even though I've already done that and you know I didn't even have to do it probably and uh, I don't even know what else to say because I don't really think I'm at fault here I don't know so there's a lot of detail in the post and I, I left it all out but my purpose for sharing this is because I want to do my best to reply to her and give her maybe my thoughts, my insights, my opinions. And what should you do, telling everyone listening now, what should you do when you've done your best to patch up a relationship and that relationship isn't going anywhere or even have taken a few steps backwards? What do you do when somebody isn't ready to move forward with you even though you thought everything was fine or you've been trying and trying, yet they're not willing to move forward? So That can happen. You know, you have a relationship with somebody and something happens in the past or some misunderstanding or some real conflict. And then you think, okay, we've worked through this conflict or we're trying to work through this conflict and let's do our best. But then they bring up the past again and you're not sure what to say because they don't want to reconnect in that way or they think you're still at fault. You're trying, you're trying, you're trying to heal the past. You're trying to move forward and they're stuck in that past. They're looking in the rearview mirror and you're just ready to move forward. And you thought maybe things were great, or at least they have been patched up. But now what? Now they're still stuck in the past. They're, st- they're still bringing it up. So there's the outline for my reply. That's the the structure of the problem. Is that there's somebody in your life that there maybe was a conflict in the past and now you want to move forward and they're still not ready to let go. First of all, let them not be ready. That's my first part of this answer. Let them not be ready. That's fine. If they're not ready, honor it. Hey, if you're not ready to move forward, I understand. I honor that. And uh, I like to honor people with love. I honor where you are. I honor that decision. I love you. And when you're ready to move forward with this, I'm ready to. And if they say, well, I'm still upset with you, then sure, you can apologize. Well, I'm sorry about what happened in the past. And uh, I would still like to move forward when you're ready. I would still like to heal through this because I love you. This is how you honor with love. And the person who wrote that post, she said, should I acquiesce and say sorry? People are telling me to do that, but then it feels like, A violation of my own values and boundaries. I agree. If you've already said you're sorry, there's really nothing to apologize about again because I believe a true apology is done once and you mean it. You apologize, you say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I am so, so sorry. You don't ask for forgiveness, you just say, I'm sorry and let them do with the apology what they want to do. If they don't want to accept your apology, if they don't want to forgive you, that's their choice. And you should, in my opinion, honor that. Honor that because they're not ready. And who knows, they may never be ready, but you apologize for what you did and let them do what they want to do with that apology. And that would be great if they could patch things up with you, but sometimes it doesn't happen and sometimes they're not ready and it may take some time. Now, the person who wrote the post said, I don't think I have anything to apologize for. And she's mentioning things, her sister is mentioning things that have happened that she doesn't even know or remember, or she doesn't even think are true. She's just making stuff up and this tells me that if if what she's saying is that those things didn't happen, either A, her sister had a different perception at the time of what happened, or B, her sister is still upset, can't let go of that upset about anything that's happened, doesn't want to move on, doesn't want to forgive, doesn't want to heal. She just wants to hold on to the upset. Whether that's upset toward her sister or upset toward anyone else, there's upset. There's anger, maybe. There's negativity inside of her. And letting that go might mean letting something else go as well. Letting go of negativity that you're holding on to might mean letting something else go. Because there might be secondary gain. Secondary gain is a side benefit from what you're doing. If she's angry and she doesn't, want to talk to her sister and she's upset at her stepmom and and she's holding on to this stuff letting it go might mean letting something else go letting it go might mean letting the other person get away with something some people believe that if i let this go that means they got away with it and i don't want them i don't want that to happen so i'm not going to let it go but what what can we do with people like that we can honor them with love. I understand if you are in that space. I understand and if you need to be there and you want to stay in that space, I'll honor that. I love you and when you're ready, when you're ready to come back and talk with me about it or move forward, I would love to be a part of your life. So I think that's important is to allow people to have their experience and validate that experience even though you may not agree with it, even though you may not see what they see may not remember what they remember, or maybe they're just making stuff up. Just validate their experience and say, if that's where you need to be, okay, I honor that. I love you and I'll be here when you're ready. So that's kind of my approach to people who are holding on to upset, especially toward you. And you try and try and try. And no matter what you do, it doesn't seem to patch things up. They still hold on to upset. You just have to step back and say. I love you, and I'm here when you need me, and I'm here when you're ready. And if they insist that you apologize, fine. I mean, what's the loss? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I did. I'm I'm sorry for any misunderstandings that we had. I'm sorry for any miscommunications that we had. Please know that I definitely want us to be close again. And if I have to apologize for everything that I did or I don't even remember doing, I will do that. Now, I'm not saying you have to do this. I'm not saying that the person who wrote that post has to apologize. Maybe she's apologized to the moon and back, and it doesn't make a difference because this other person, her sister, keeps bringing stuff up and can't let it go. And I fully agree, like I said earlier, that you don't need to apologize more than once if you meant it the first time. But some people are in a place where they can't get out of, and they just need closure, they don't know how to get that closure. That doesn't mean you have to be the one to help them get that closure if you've done everything you can, but sometimes the last ditch effort to help them heal, to help them get closure, to help them feel heard and understood and validated, to get to that point, sometimes you do have to say things that you don't really need to say anymore, like, hey, look, I am sorry. I really am sorry. But the person who wrote that post said, people are telling me I should acquiesce and say I'm sorry. I think I'm sorry needs to come at the very end. Meaning if you've already apologized, if you've already authentically said you are sorry and you meant it, then you don't have to say it again and save it for later if you need it. Because I think honoring yourself with love for someone else, meaning you're honoring your own boundaries and you're still showing love toward them, is a great place to be because you're leaving the door open, you're tossing the ball onto their side of the court and they can choose to toss it back or not, but now they have the ball, they can play or not, but you've given them that choice and then you step back and leave them be and they can make the choice to reconnect with you or not. And that's hard because they may not want to reconnect with you, but I do believe if you're going to have a final contact with somebody, it should probably sound something a little like this I love you and I want you in my life and I hate that we have this conflict or tension between us and if you're willing to move forward I am too and I'm I'm here when you're ready but if you can't get to that point with me then I understand and I honor that and I will honor where you need to be wherever you feel comfortable and I'm here when you're ready So that gives them the choice. It opens the door for them, gives them the choice to walk through that door. And if they choose not to, you honor that too. And that's the tough part. That that might be the hardest part, is that you know you could have a great relationship with them, but they refuse to let go of the past. They need to come to that decision on their own anyway. There's nothing you can do to tell somebody or convince them to let go of the past. They have to come to that conclusion themselves. And hopefully they will bring up what they're holding on to so you can have a discussion about it. And that discussion may involve them saying, well, like this person wrote, she said five or six years ago, you did this. And I'm still upset about that. And the person who posted said, I don't even remember this. I don't remember what she's talking about or it doesn't make sense to me. But clearly her sister is upset about something. And again, it could just be her holding on to anything because she hasn't received closure and letting go letting go of that negativity that anger that hatred or whatever it is whatever's in there I don't know if it's hatred but upset of some sort is very difficult because letting that go might mean letting something else go that she doesn't want to let go but they have to come to that place in themselves so I hope this helps the person who posted that post in Facebook to uh give you some direction to give you some reflection to help you think about the best way to handle this. I personally, if, you know, if this happened to me and somebody was upset at me and I wanted to maintain a relationship with them, I would open the door and say, I care about you. I want you in my life. And when you're ready to talk about that, give me a call, knock on the door. I'm here. And I would love to just move past this and continue strengthening the relationship and, enjoying each other's company and her sister may never want to reconcile her sister may hold it against her for a long time or never get to the point where she feels comfortable having a relationship with her again and that is the risk that is the risk that we take when we put the ball in their court and we give the ball back to them and they are allowed to play it any way they want But we always leave the door open. I mean, with relationships that you want in your life, you leave the door open because eventually they'll come to a place, hopefully, where they think, okay, the door's open and there's no resistance. You don't want to introduce resistance into a relationship like this. And I have a choice. I can make this choice. I am empowered to walk through that door or not. And because I am empowered to do so, and I'm not being told to do so, and I'm not being begged to do so then i feel like it's my own free will which it is and i have control because this is sometimes something that happens is that the person who feels wronged feels like they're out of control if they let go and that control issue can be pervasive in their life and invasive and just something that never goes away until they finally realize oh wait it's not such a big deal to patch things up and have a relationship with this person because they're really not dangerous it was just my perception and so on so I hope this helps this person in the Facebook group I got another subject to talk about right after this be right back I have been waiting for this for a long time, and speaking of time, this is why. This is why I've been waiting for this ready-to-eat meal kit that can help me fuel up fast with chef prepared dietitian dietician-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. They say, hey, we all have the same amount of time, but it doesn't feel like that. (laughs) That's why I'm so grateful for Factor. They are America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. If you're too busy like me, you're running around or you're at your desk all day long and trying to fit in lunch is one of your biggest issues, you can get effortless wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat. Whether you're out of time or on the go, there's no microwave required. And if you're looking for calorie conscious options, try the delicious calorie smart meals around or less than 550 calories per serving. And I want you to try this out, get Factor this September and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Ready? In just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com forward slash overwhelmed 50. Factor Meals, two words, factormeals.com forward slash overwhelmed 50. And use the code overwhelmed 50 to get 50% off. That's code overwhelmed 50 at factormeals.com forward slash overwhelmed 50 to get 50% off. And another one of today's sponsors is BetterHelp. If you've been listening a while, you hear me talk about them quite a lot. BetterHelp is a perfect addendum to this show. I no longer do one-on-one coaching and they're an online therapy service that can help you when you're faced with a crossroad in your life and you don't know which path to take. Maybe you're thinking about a career change or feeling like your relationship needs some TLC. Whatever it is, therapy can help you map out your future and help you learn to trust yourself to find the way forward. Therapy helped me in some pretty dark times of my life, and I'm so glad that this service is here and that I'm able to tell you about it and share it with you. I've heard from many TOB listeners that uh, they are using this service, and they really appreciated that I shared it with them. And I'm sharing it with you today. Go to BetterHelp.com forward slash brain. You'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, forward slash brain. If you're thinking about therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Welcome back. I'm going to conclude today's episode with some lies. (laughs) Some thoughts about lying. And uh, it's not funny actually because lying is like an emotional a gateway drug. It's something that occurs in some relationships that when lies are found out, you feel betrayed. When lies exist, they degrade, they disintegrate the relationship. They disintegrate the purity and the quality and the integrity of the relationship. So I get messages a lot about somebody Who's in a relationship with someone and that other person is lying to them or they caught them in lies and then what'll happen is that the person says I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'll never lie again and then they lie again and then they say I'm promised I'll never lie again and then they lie again and I've had to uh, come to terms with this in myself not because I'm a liar because I've thought about what I would do if I caught people I loved or people I cared about or people I trusted in a lie. And the first thing I thought of was I'd probably call them out. Hey, that's not true. Or that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Are you sure? You know, I'd say something like that. And it really depends on the person and the circumstance and things like that. But if it's somebody I really care about and somebody I really trust and I caught them in a lie, I'd be pretty upset. Why are they lying to me? I might even ask that question. Why, why are you lying to me right now? Why? It almost sounds like I'm talking to a child because a lot of children will lie. They learn how to lie at a very young age. And um, when you grow up and you continue to lie... What's going on there? Why are you lying? A lot of people don't want to confront people. They have a fear of confrontation. So they don't want to deal with the consequences of truth. So they'll lie. My whole point in this segment is to maybe give you a perspective that um, may be uncomfortable. It might be uncomfortable to hear this perspective because somebody you know, somebody you care about, somebody you love may lie. And it may, it may bother you to hear what I'm about to say, which is why do you keep a liar in your life? And I'm not talking about children, children, they, a lot of them lie. (laughs) They don't want to face the, the consequences, so they lie. But some people who don't grow up and continue to lie as adults, why would you keep a liar? in your life? That's a question. I'm not telling you to get rid of them. I'm just asking, why would you keep a liar? And the reason I ask that is because in my life, if I'm looking at this personally and giving you my personal opinion, one of my highest values in relationships is honesty. It's being able to trust the person I care about, the person I love, the person I'm with. I want to be able to trust the person I'm with. And if you've ever heard heard me talk about values or you've done this values exercise yourself in other ways with other people Or books or videos Then you know what happens when your highest values aren't met The rest of it falls apart This doesn't always happen every single time, but Most of the time it does and what I mean by that is let's just say that one of your highest values what's most important to you in a relationship of any sort, any type of relationship is honesty, trust, and um, respect. There's another one, and being treated kindly. If you have these high level values in your life for your relationships, meaning if the relationship doesn't have these values, what do you do with the relationship? And that, that's how I look at values. I, I look at my highest level values, which, you know, the top ones are honesty and respect. And, um, you know, in romantic relationships, there's other things there too, but in almost every relationship in my life, honesty and respect are the top two or three or four that they're in that hierarchy somewhere. And what happens is if let's just say that honesty and respect trust, let's just say that they're in your top three. And then you have other things like, like I must have fun with the person. I want to have common interests maybe, or I want to share different values with them. You know, if you have these high-level values like honesty, respect, and trust, and they are violated, would the other values matter? Would having fun matter if they're a liar? Would uh, going to the same movies and enjoying the same types of movies and enjoying the same types of TV shows, would that even matter if trust was violated? Would that even matter if respect was violated? This is why I ask the question why would you keep a liar in your life? Just like, why would you keep someone who disrespects you in your life? And again, I'm not saying that you have to get rid of somebody like that. I'm just asking you to ask the question of yourself. Because when I think about, let's just say, my fiance. She started lying to me. First, it would blow my mind because that's not how our relationship has been. But let's just say it happened. What would I do? I would ask her, why are you lying about this? And why are you lying at all? Why would you lie to me? What's going on? I would want to know. Maybe she's going through some mental crisis because it's just so mind-blowing to me. And if she said, well, I I don't know. And uh, I just was afraid of what you'd say or something like that. I would say, look, don't lie to me. Just tell me the truth. And if I don't like it, then we'll deal with it. Or if I get angry, we'll deal with it. But don't lie because that's important to me. You know, honesty is important to me. Trust is important to me. And lying is also disrespectful. So that's three values. That she would violate if she did that. And if the top values are violated, the rest of it falls apart. So I would need to reestablish trust. I would want to know the person that I care about and that I, I have been trusting will continue to be trustworthy. And if they can't, now I have to face some reality. What, what am I going to do about it? I get messages that People say they're in these relationships and they caught the person in a lie. And then they, again, they promise I won't lie again. And then they catch him in another lie. And then they promise I won't lie again. And then they catch him in another lie. I'm wondering at what point do you say, I won't deal with this anymore. I won't live with this person anymore. I won't be around this person anymore because they are violating my, my values. They are violating what's most important to me about a relationship and these may not be your values, but a lot of people have these values. A lot of people that are in relationships want to feel respected and be respected. They want to feel like they can trust the person and, it, and the communication is honest and open and transparent. But when it isn't, I think it's important to remember that lying is a gateway. It's an emotional gateway drug in a way. And uh, what that means is lying leads to other things. If someone is able to lie to you and get away with it, what else are they getting away with? What else are they doing outside the relationship? If someone knows they can lie to you and get away with it because there's no accountability, what else will they do? That's why I call it a gateway. It opens the gate to more. So I think it's, crucial that if you know someone has lied to you in the past and it seems like they're not stopping I think it's crucial for you to come to terms with the fact that they won't stop and that might sound unfair to someone who has lied and says I'm never I'm never gonna lie again and that's just not me anymore and if that's you listening right now if you've lied in the past and You got caught and you lied again and you got caught. You know, you can only cry wolf so many times where somebody's going to say, well, look, I can't believe you anymore. So this is it. I mean, you can't lie anymore. You can't. And if you do, there will be accountability. And this is where accountability is most important. If you catch someone in a lie and you tell them this can't happen again, there has to be accountability and if it does happen again and you give them one more chance you have to ask yourself how many chances am i willing to give and you also have to ask yourself how many more times are they allowed to lie how many more times are they going to lie and not have accountability for it because this is what i see over and over again the people that write to me and say this person lies constantly constantly and you're still with them. You're still in a relationship with this person. You still have other ties and commitments to this person. And I'm again, I'm not putting you down for it. I'm asking you to reflect on it and hear the inflection in my voice so that you understand that lying is not normal and it shouldn't be the new normal in any relationship. You shouldn't have to catch someone in a lie in the first place. But if you do and the lying doesn't stop, You have to ask yourself, how much more am I willing to take because I don't want to be with a liar because it's something I can't live with. I can't be with somebody who disrespects me like that. It's a betrayal. Every lie is a betrayal. And again, I'm skating on thin ice here because somebody might say, well, we all lie. We all do white lies. We all say little things here and there. I'm not talking about hey, this spaghetti is great when it's disgusting. (laughs) I'm not talking about simple things like that. There are just some people that will lie over and over again. And I have to ask the person who's in a relationship with somebody like that, is this the relationship you imagined happening? Is this what you envisioned for the relationship? Is this the way you want your relationship to go from this point on? And I know the answer. The answer is, of course not. I just want them to stop lying. But my next question is even more important. Why do you tolerate it? This may not apply to you. It may apply to somebody you know. But why would you tolerate somebody who continues to violate one of your top values? And if you are tolerating somebody doing something that is violating one of your top values, then I guess I want to know who taught you to be so tolerant. Who, who taught you to be so tolerant of bad behavior? When you think of an ideal relationship, I guarantee you it doesn't have dishonesty. It doesn't have unhappiness. It doesn't have sadness. It has more positive things. It has things that you feel comfortable with, that you feel happy with, that you would really enjoy being a part of. And if those things aren't there the rest of it can fall apart and so i'm just putting this out there for you who uh, for anyone who's actually in a relationship with somebody who continues to lie and asking you why do you continue to tolerate it because if you are in a position where you've caught them once you've caught them twice and they continue to do it you have to see the trend you have to see what's happening And you have to realize it's not going to stop. And if I'm wrong, then that's just a bonus. And you'll eventually figure that out. And they'll eventually figure out that they've been lying and they'll show you their phone. And they'll be honest with you from that point on and tell you that you can show up at their work at any time, day or night. They're going to change and you'll see the changes and you'll feel good about the changes because they are totally transparent. Somebody who is changing will show you a side of them that you've never seen before. You will be amazed and shocked and they will want to regain your trust because they really have changed. And someone who wants to regain your trust will never say, when are you going to stop following up on me? When are you going to stop looking at my phone? When this, when that? Someone who wants to regain your trust isn't going to throw these resistance questions out. When are you going to stop doing that? Don't you trust me by now? They're not going to throw those out because they realize they messed up. They realize they messed up and they don't want to mess up again because they value the relationship. But the person who continues to lie, which is disrespectful, at least in my book, you have to question if they value the relationship. If they are lying to someone who doesn't want to be lied to, which I believe is most of us, probably all of us, then we have to ask if they value the relationship. And that means, do they value us? And I know there are reasons that people lie. Sometimes we don't understand why they lie, but they lie because they're afraid. They, they lie because of old trauma. I understand that. I understand that. But here we are, most of us listening now, me talking, we're all adults. We're all adults. And now we should be able to talk to another adult even though it's scary, and speak our truth. Now, before you write to me and say, well, there are times we have to lie, I agree. What? (laughs) I agree there are times we have to lie. But I also believe that when we lie because we're afraid of the consequences uh, that it might hurt someone's feelings or it might hurt us, then we have to question why we're with a person that we A, Feel we need to lie to? And on the other side, why are we with a person that lies to us? Again, these are just questions to reflect upon. And now I have to explain <laughs> the part that I said, there are times where, yes, we may need to lie. And there are circumstances where a lie might be the best course of action. But it shouldn't be at the betrayal. It shouldn't be a betrayal to Someone we care about and someone that is supposed to trust us, and we we're supposed to trust them, it shouldn't be like that. A lie might be um something that saves someone's life. There are circumstances that might occur hopefully never in your life where perhaps somebody is threatening you and you have to lie to protect yourself or someone is threatening somebody you love and you have to lie to protect them. I fully believe that lies are okay when you are protecting other people. We just can't misplace what that word protection means. I didn't want to hurt your feelings, so I lied about cheating. That's not good. That's a betrayal. That's a betrayal. And you can't use it, not you, but the person saying it can't use that as an excuse to be a cheater, an infidel, a betrayer of any sort. Can't use that as an excuse. So my personal opinions that's what I think about lies and lying. Uh, I used to be really good at lying <laughs> i won't lie <laughs> that's who I was, and uh I have stopped because it um it get it catches up it really catches up to you, and what ends up happening is uh the lies end up covering how you really feel inside. And I used to lie to cover my anger, my upset, my sadness. I used to lie about covering all my negativity. And all that did was repress it inside me until it came out in destructive ways, passive aggressive ways. And I decided no more. I'd rather be honest, get it out in the open. Let's talk about it. Let's put it on the table because I don't want to hold it anymore. I don't want to hold it inside, walk around with it and just feel all the time. That's a, that's my word for yuck. <laughs> I don't want to feel like that anymore. I don't want to hold on to that negativity. So I am willing to share my truth with the people I love at the risk of the relationship. And all that means is if they can't handle that truth, you can't handle that. Tr- if they can't handle that truth, then there's nothing I can do about it. But at least I was truthful. But I would rather... Put it on the table and talk about it because I believe, and I've confirmed this over and over again, I believe that when you are in a relationship with somebody you really care about, and they care about you, and you share your hard truth with them, a strong trusting relationship will get through it. Now, this depends on the hard truth you're telling because if it was some huge betrayal, it may not get through it. But if you're willing to be honest at the risk of the relationship what ends up happening is that the other person ends up trusting you more and you strengthen the bond you increase the connection and the intimacy if it's a romantic relationship you increase a bunch of stuff that are good for the relationship because you're not holding back you're not withholding you're not um disconnecting from them and you're not hiding things you're not omitting things You're just putting it out there so we can talk about it, so we can have a real conversation about it. But let's just say that they get upset. That's good too, because it needs to be out in the open. Because if it's not out in the open and you hold it in, then it appears in the relationship as other things. And so I'm not saying that you have to now go divulge every secret that you've ever kept. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying this for anyone that might be especially in a relationship with somebody who continuously lies to them because you're worth more than that. You should be respected. You should feel trusted to have somebody tell you the truth. You should feel the strength of the connection because they are honest with you. You should feel that strength in the integrity of the relationship because they are willing to be honest with you, even though you might get upset or you might have an adverse reaction to it. But that's how relationships grow and heal and move through the difficulties is going into those transparent, vulnerable, very humbling spaces. So there's some thoughts on lying and lies. And personally, I can't be around somebody who lies. I actually have a circle of trust around me. So certain people get into that circle of trust. The people outside that circle of trust aren't necessarily untrustworthy. I just haven't allowed them in. And then there are people that I have locked out completely. They've either lied to me and I caught them and said something or I caught them and didn't say something, but now they are locked out of my circle of trust and they're locked out permanently because I don't want that that person in my space. I don't want that energy in my space and I will lock them out. So now... They have a special place in my life and it may be way over there. doesn't mean I hate them. doesn't mean I don't converse with them. It just means I've put them in this space and cannot trust them. And I might not converse with them anymore. I might not uh, have any relationship with them at all. But there are certain places that I put people so they don't interrupt my flow. (laughs) They don't mess with my values, you know. And so I want to keep them there to keep me safe and to keep the people I love safe because I don't want that person around people I love and trust as well. don't want to include that person in my inner circle or my outer circle. They are just locked out and they're in a different place in my brain. So I do that. That's my personal approach to people that I don't trust. Now, if a person that I don't trust eventually come to me and says, I've lied to you in the past, and I'm so sorry, and I'd like to talk to you about it, and I'd like to rekindle our friendship, I'll be open, I'll listen. But it's going to take them a while to rebuild that trust. And that just means total transparency to me. That means they'll say, ask me anything you want, and I'll tell you the truth. And they will. And that has to happen. If it doesn't happen, then the connection isn't going to happen. It's not going to be. A reconciliation. I don't know if this helps anyone out there, but I wanted to share it with you just in case you're dealing with anything like that or you just happen to be someone who lies a lot. <laughs> you want to maybe think about that, change your ways. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Overwhelmed Brain. I'd like to thank our patrons of the week, Chris and Wanda, Michelle, Victoria Delec, Brian, Sally, Heather. Heather's sort of new. <laughs> She renewed, and uh, I appreciate you, Heather. Thank you so much. Maria, Andy, thank you all. Thank you, patrons. I appreciate your support. These are the financial backers of the show. I read new names every week and hope to read yours there one day, but uh, I just appreciate you listening. So even if you're not in a position to give, that's fine. That's fine. I'm so glad you're here. If you value the show and you are in a position to give back, head over to moretob.com, and there are options to to do that over there. Also, for a show on how to deal with difficult relationships, visit loveandabuse.com. That is my other podcast and it has been going on since 2019. I think it's a good show for dealing with uh, people that lie to you. <laughs> so that would be something if you wanted to explore that a little bit more, head over to loveandabuse.com. And if you know you're the difficult one in the relationship, that could be the liar, that could be the controller, that could be the manipulator, head over to healedbeing.com and I have a intense comprehensive program over there that will change your life. That's if you are discovering that you need to work on yourself and heal from being emotionally abusive. That's over at healedbeing.com. And finally, thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for some of the music transitions in the overwhelmed brain. And for my final thought on lying, what happens when you have a toxic family member that uh, it's so much easier to get along with when you lie. (laughs) Well, I look at that in two different ways. One, I'm okay with it. (laughs) One is that if they are just so toxic that lying is just easier, because if you don't lie, it's just going to turn into a big nightmare, then you might have to lie. Yeah, I I said it, and that's, that's how I feel. There are people in my life that... It's just better to lie to them so I don't have to deal with their toxicity. On the other hand, I think it's also important, maybe even more important, to share how you feel or at least tell them what your boundaries are. Maybe not even how you feel. Just tell them your boundaries. Like, I don't like when you disrespect me. Will you please stop that? That may go badly. That may cause a ruckus. That may be worse than ever. It may create a huge gap in your family. It may cause that family member to never want to talk to you again. And if they have kids that you love to see, you may never never see those kids again. It may cause huge issues. And I remember I I worked with somebody once who they loved, I don't know if it was their sister's or cousin's kids, they loved the other person's kids, but those people were themselves toxic. Their parents, the kids' parents were toxic. And no matter what, She tried, she loved hanging out with the kids and supporting them and she knew the kids were in a difficult situation. She didn't want to deal with the parents' toxicity so I think I recommended her to just uh, work with them in certain ways but not be honest because sometimes your honesty is going to come across as hurtful and cruel and attacking, they're going to take it as an attack. Even though you might say, look, um, these kids, they are wonderful and I think they might need this and this and you might offend the parents. You know, I'm talking to her. She might offend those parents. So is it necessary to tell the truth? This is one of those areas that uh, are very difficult. You know, I'm just saying that it's not always possible to tell the truth and keep the peace. And it's always possible to share what's on your mind and express your boundaries, tell people what's acceptable and what's not, and it's possible that when you do that, you could lose the relationship. So this is the price of honoring yourself, is that you might lose a relationship and you might lose more than that. And so this is where it becomes very difficult and there is no really rock solid good answer When it comes to that. My preference is truth. My preference is being honest as much as possible without hurting anyone. But sometimes you can't do that. Some people will be hurt no matter what you say. But I never think it's a good idea to lie for the wrong reasons. And we talked about some of those wrong reasons. If you cheat, if you betray, if you do something that hurt someone that you know they'll be upset with you for and maybe they should be upset with you for it, it's not a good idea to lie about that. It's a good idea to put it on the table and let's get this out of the way because otherwise it becomes one of those uh, hidden poison pills in the relationship that continues to fester in the background and affect the relationship until something is discovered or what was hidden becomes unhidden and then things explode we don't want that. It's better just to get it out of your system and talk about it. But, again, huge gray area, so I understand that there are many ways to look at this. Just remember, no matter what, to always keep an open mind. That's how you step into your power so that you can create the life you want. Always take steps to grow and evolve. You are powerful beyond measure. And above all, and this is something that I absolutely know to be true, This is not a lie. This is absolutely true. You are amazing.